Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 143. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hey there, how are you doing? this week. Okay. Now we haven't had an interview for a couple of weeks and I'm afraid we're not having one this week either because I got so kind of, um, into the conversation about content creation and how I do it and what we do and all that sort of thing. And we've had some really good feedback from last week from the episode that talks about general content creation and how I stay consistent that I wanted to talk to you about Instagram and how I do that. Because as I mentioned to you last week, I do that a bit different. So that's the reason why I've chosen not to do an interview again this week, because I wanted to finish off that kind of story of where we were and helping you folks on Instagram this week. The other reason I haven't got an interview for you is because in all honesty, I've really struggled finding some right people and some good people to come on the podcast. Now, as you know, I get lots of requests, which is lovely. When you've had a podcast now, as long as I have 140 something episodes and I've had some pretty amazing people on, it means that people come to you and go, can I come on your podcast? But the truth is, I am so tired of having people come to me going, I can help your business, help your uh, audience learn how to make a million dollars in five minutes. And I'm just like, no, I don't think so. Because I'm getting a little bit tired of these crazy claims that people are making in terms of online marketing and the online marketing space. Now, I've given this a lot of thought over the last couple of days. It really has been bothering me from a am I being as authentic and credible as I should be being, which 
I hope the answer is yes. I'm positive the answer is yes. I am being very honest as I always am. And I think I've always been really realistic. Like, don't get me wrong. There are really amazing, successful people who are doing this and doing it well, but it wasn't easy and it wasn't quick and it wasn't simple. So I think for me, I try and be like provide you with the motivation and the inspiration. And I want to be inspired and motivated. However, I'm also really aware that this is a lot of hard work and not everyone is going to make it. Not everyone is going to have the million dollar online business. So anyway, I'm getting completely fed up of seeing these things coming to me. I'm getting so fed up of someone applying to come on the podcast I then spend some time, I go through, I look at them and all I see is absolute rubbish. So I've been really, really picky about who's coming on. And that's kind of given me a bit of a block in terms of getting people on. However, I have a number of really good episodes lined up for you guys. Don't worry, you don't have to keep listening to me drone on and on on my own. But I have some really good episodes lined up, some great people, a few different things that, you know, trying something new on one thing. And and then I've come up with a new idea, which I'm not going to tell you about at this point, but it is to do with the podcast. And I hate it when people don't do that, don't you? And I didn't really intend to do that. But I have come up with an idea in terms of helping you with real marketing and making it feel much more tangible for you. So anyway, leave that with me. I promise you I wasn't trying to do that horrible, oh, something's coming. You're going to be so excited. I genuinely just need to work out how it works and then I'll let you know, but it won't be long, next week or so. Okay. So this week, like I said, no episode, no episode, no interview, just me talking about Instagram content and how I come up with my content for Instagram. Now, the first thing I want to say before I get started is I don't schedule my content to Instagram, not because of any particular reason, not because like it's not good or the reach or anything like that, because I think the reason I don't schedule is because like I am so concerned with the way the grid looks. I'm laughing at myself. Yes, I know this is ridiculous and I really do need to have a word with myself. But I'm so particular about how the grid looks that I feel like scheduling too far ahead means I lose that control. Now, I know there's loads of apps out there and I'll tell you what apps I use as well, but it's just like a mental block I have in my head. But the reason I'm telling you that I don't schedule is because the one thing that happens because I'm not scheduling is that I am very inconsistent. And I hate that. I hate that I'm so inconsistent on Instagram. Now, don't get me wrong. I am, I'm not horrendous. Like a few days might go by and I haven't posted and then I post and then maybe I'm consistent for a couple of days, but I am certainly not showing up every single day as I would like to. But that is my own kicking myself up the backside. And like I said, there's a lot of like, it sounds like it's like a therapy session. There's a lot of issues around Instagram in the sense that I procrastinate about what I'm putting out because I want it to look perfect and brilliant. And that I need to get over. I need to just go, that's enough now. What's more important is that you're showing up, not one, I don't want to go on Instagram stories because my gray hair is coming through. Yes, people, I've got gray hair. Like I'm sure you've seen it on a story it's really bad. I'm really dark. And basically like the gray shows up terribly. 
So yeah, it's hashtag first world problems, isn't it? But you know, so I don't want to show up because of that, or I don't post because I can't quite find the right picture to go up. So I, I seriously know I need to have a word to myself about that. And I'm, I've try really hard to improve. But like I said, the reason I'm telling you about the scheduling is because that is one of the things that contributes to me not being consistent. So again, if it means being consistent and you schedule, then great, do that. Again, that was just a side really. So let's talk about Instagram. The way I view Instagram is different to how I view the other platforms. When I talked to you about my categories for the other platforms on last week's episode, I talked about categories that were really practical from a business sense of view. Like I talked about testimonials and frequently asked questions and your core content. I see Instagram much more personal, lifestyle-y, aspirational, whereas maybe I see, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong or whatever, this is just how I view my stuff. And maybe I see kind of LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter as more factual, supporting, adding value. Whereas I do feel like when I look at Instagram, I like looking at the nice pictures. I like, I sound so simple there, don't I? Like, you know, I just like looking at nice pictures. Um, but like, I I like seeing things that look nice. I like seeing things that are attractive, that it's a good photo, that it's a nice location or whatever. So for me, that's how I try and do my Instagram. So let me talk about the, the two different parts, I guess. So obviously you've got stories and you've got the feed. Now, predominantly today, I'm going to talk about the content for the feed. When it comes to stories, the idea of that is that's the realness. That's the, in fact, if you do follow me on Instagram, you'd have seen the other day that I blew up my computer. <laughs> Not overworking it. I, I, the fuse went in the house and it upset my computer an awful lot. And I was having a bit of a breakdown because I thought I was going to have to buy a new Mac you know, but that's what Instagram stories is about. It's about the kind of like, here's the realness. Here's me with my gray hair showing up because it's, and it's thrown up in a bun or it's looking very messy. Or here's me telling you that uh, the dogs are driving me insane or they won't stop barking because the fireworks or, you know, it's, it's that kind of real personal side, but also it's, it's, work side, as in here's me coming on going, I've got a great new episode of the podcast, or I'm doing a free training. So the Instagram story content is different to the feed. The feed for me is like the highlight reel. The feed is like the, the trailer or the, um, it's like the more perfect version of what you're showing to the world. So for instance, you will see me with my hair thrown up and not looking perfect on Instagram stories. However, the photos that go on my feed, I want to look good. And I, you know, I'm not sorry about that. I'm not kind of like embarrassed or shaming myself for wanting to look good on social media. Absolutely. I want you to see me at the best I can be, but I'm not showing you a falseness. It is me and it is real life, but it's the best version of me. And I've had a nice photo taken and, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So like I said, I tend to see my feed as the highlight reel. The images that go up there are good quality images. There is a mix of my images and photos that I've taken or photos taken of me. And there's some stock images, but we're going to come to that. And there's also a few images that are created in Canva. So like I said, if you've not gone and had a look at me on Instagram, go and have a look at my feed and see what I mean when I talk about kind of the highlight reel and the, the really nice looking stuff. 
So it is the good stuff. I do spend time making sure the images up there are, are good because of the fact that Instagram feed is very personal. It's very aspirational and people want to see things that they think, wow, or great or lovely or whatever it is. Okay. Also on Instagram, I tend to share a lot more personal stuff about me and my family and my life. Because again, like I said, it is a more lifestyle-y type sort of platform or I, I see it like that. So you will see stuff on there that you won't see in other places. And I'd say actually most of the stuff you see on Instagram, you will not see in other places. So I still use the same tactic in terms of categories on Instagram, but I have different categories because as I've just said to you, it's a lifestyle-y, personal, get to know me and my life and what I love and, and what I do and that sort of thing. So my categories are different. So I still have between nine and 12 categories and I'm going to run you through what my categories are. And then I want you to go and have a look at my Instagram. If you don't follow me, come and give me a follow. You know, we've been, you've been listening to me in your ears for a while now. So come and have a look at my Instagram. Come and see what my husband looks like. And my, my daughter, I don't think I've put a picture of her for a while, actually. And, you know, what a normal Friday night looks like in my house, which is normally cocktails. So, but basically I come up with these categories. So my categories for Instagram are my first category, this is going to sound like I am so egotistical and I promise I'm not, is me. Now, the reason my my first category is me is that my business is me. I am the thing that people buy into. It's my knowledge. It's my experience. It's my kind of like, you know, personality. And that's the same reason people won't like me. And that's absolutely fine. But my business is me. And therefore I have to show my face. Now, I know that people will look at this and think, I obviously like showing my face, but you know what? I, I don't always. I don't always like the look of the photo or the face I'm pulling or how I look in photos. Now, I don't think we need to go down the route of talking about weight and whatever, whatever, but it's not that I love having my photo taken or love putting my face out there. I just know I have to, and I know I have to show up and I have to be an example for other people. I have to show you that this is okay because you know what, if I didn't show my face and I kept saying to you lot, you need to put your face on you know, social media, then you might kind of look at me and think, well, you don't do it. So, so the, I do it because I have to, because I am my business, but also I do it as a way to show you guys, look, you can do it too. But as I've just said to you at the beginning of this episode, I have nice photos taken of me. So I don't put up the horrendous ones of me looking like I've barely done my face and done my hair. So I obviously put up ones that I'm much happier with. Don't get me wrong, if you go through my feed, there are definitely ones that my husband has taken off me. Uh, very occasionally, very occasionally, there might be a selfie. But on the whole, it tends to be a kind of professional type photo, but it's still very much me. Okay, so that is actually three of my, my categories. So what you will find on my Instagram is one in three or one in four images is of me because I need to show my face more. I take someone like Jasmine Starr, nearly every single image is of her. Amy, the same sort of thing. So I'm not quite at that point yet where I want my face to be up there 24 seven. But the other reason you want to pick you as a category People like faces. And again, go and have a look at how many likes I get on my posts and have a look at how many likes I get 
on pictures of me, I get many more likes and much more interaction when it's my face as opposed to when it's a picture of a desk. So the face ones really do work, but I'm just not ready at this point, like I said, to be putting my face up there every single post. And I don't think anybody else wants that, quite frankly. And I'd run out of photos within about two weeks. So I definitely can't do that. And maybe that's the reason they can. Maybe they have so many photo shoots that they can actually put their photos up all time. Anyway, so category number one, me. And I and I kind of say that's three categories because I'm putting up lots of pictures of it. Okay, another category is coffee. Now you're going to think, what on earth are you talking about? Why are you talking about coffee? Well, the truth is I'm not really talking about coffee, but it's a category in terms of the type of picture I might put up. But the reason I put coffee there is because like... I'm a business owner. I'm a stepmom. I'm a mom. I'm a dog mom, whether I want to be or not. Sometimes I definitely do not want to be the dog mom. Uh, I'm a wife. I do all these roles. And honestly, like I love a coffee and I need a coffee in the morning to get me going. And that is kind of part of my world and part of my routine. So, and it's an easy, nice picture to put up there. Now, lots of these coffees that you'll see are real coffees that I've had. And then some of them will be stock images. I'm not afraid to use a stock image when actually someone has got a perfect image that I can use. I don't profess to say that's my image. I don't even talk about whether that's my image or not. I just basically talk about the thing I'm going to talk about, but we'll come to captions in a minute. Okay. Next category, cocktails, wine, fizz, gin. And I joke, and it is a bit of a joke, a little bit of a joke, maybe a bit serious, uh, that if I'm not drinking coffee, I'm drinking one of the others. <laughs> so it's like, I know what time of day it is based on what drink is on my desk. I just want to let you know, it is, oh, it's just gone 12 and I'm drinking water. But yeah, so I like a drink, right? This is kind of fairly big in my world. God, that sounds awful. But as in like you know, Paul and I, we make cocktails. We love gin. We, we've been gin tasting. We go wine tasting when we're in California. Like we like that part. That is like something I enjoy. So therefore I am going to talk about that. Also, I talk about celebrating in your business and often celebrating for me will be, let's have a glass of champagne or, you know, it's a Friday night. Let's relax with a gin and tonic. Now that's not for everybody and that's absolutely fine, but that's just a category that actually is very truthful about my world and what I like to do. Like I said, especially during lockdown, we love making a cocktail because we can't go out for cocktails. So, you know, we have a lot of fun doing that in our house as well. So this is kind of a, that personal thing for me in terms of, I like to show what I would do on a weekend and that's what I do on a weekend. Okay. Another category is family. So I will occasionally post pictures of my husband and my daughter and the dogs and my home just to kind of talk about, you know, this is what it's like, as in I am a mom and I do have to juggle all these other things and just trying to show some reality of that. So sometimes I will post pictures of all of that and talk to you about what it's like to try and do all those things. And I'm just scrolling back down my feed and I haven't put a picture of my daughter for ages. I don't do it very often, I have to say, just because I'm never that keen on like plastering her all over my feed. And if you don't want to do family and you don't want to include your children or your husband or your wife or whoever, that is absolutely fine. Not a problem at all. It's just one of my categories and I'm okay to do that every so often, but I don't do it all the time. Okay. Another one for me is quotes. Now, this is where we need to start thinking about 
who your customers are and what they want to see from you. Now, I know my amazing community of which you are part of because you are listening to this, they do like seeing some of the personal stuff. They do like to hear that some days I want to kick the kids and the dogs out because they're driving me insane. And especially as we're going into lock, well, we are in lockdown too. So I, I want you to see that reality of it because sometimes I think people think everything's so perfect and it's all right for them because, and the truth is they really are just showing you the highlight reel like I am a little bit showing you the highlight reel. But anyway, so I know that like the personal stuff people like, but the other thing that my my community likes is they do like a quote. I love a quote, you know, and I get very inspired by things. So I share quotes every so often and post things in terms that might motivate them or they might find interesting or whatever. So again, quotes is one of those things that I am happy to share. Another one of my categories is my podcast, obviously. Now, I never used to post about the podcast on my feed. I know I'm an idiot. But basically, the reason I didn't do it is because other than putting up pictures of microphones or headphones, I didn't know how to make it look good on my feed. Anyway, I've now decided to bite the bullet and basically my interviews I put on my feed and I handpick someone who's amazing and I put them up and I talk about what it was like to interview them. So I'm not as prescriptive as every time an episode comes out, I post it on my feed, but I do, I've created a nice looking image in Canva where it's like a picture of them in a Polaroid. And every so often I will post that and talk about someone I've interviewed. So, you know, that's cool. I'm happy with that. But like I said, I work my way up to that only because the image wasn't right and it wasn't fitting with my feed. That's what I mean. How stupid is that? Like, honestly, I could hit myself against the head because hit myself against the head. That doesn't make sense. Hit myself on the head. Yeah. Like how daft was I being in the fact of because it didn't fit with my feed, I didn't want to put a picture up. Like, that's just stupid. The important thing is that people see what I've got to offer in terms of free content. And the podcast is one of those things. Anyway, I've got over that and now posting about the podcast. The other one I like to post is books. Again, I'm thinking of my audience. I'm thinking about what they like. And I know lots of my community really enjoy to read books. They like to see what books I've read. They like my book recommendations. And as you know, I inhale content. So I listen to Audible all the time. I have books on the go all the time. And if something is particularly inspiring or amazing, then I am I'm I'm really keen to share it with you. So I like to take pictures of books. Now, I've said this before on the podcast. So if you listen regularly, you'll know, but this is a bit of a sad truth. Basically, when I listen to a book on Audible, I also buy the physical book so that I can take a photo of it. I know, I know. I, I worry about myself sometimes. I really, really do. So <laughs> the next one I do is travel. Yeah, that's a laugh, isn't it, this year? Normally I do travel because obviously I travel. So normally there are amazing photos of locations I've been to or me having a cocktail in Malibu. Oh, in Nobu in Malibu. Oh, I'm going to start crying in a minute. Let's not talk about it. Um, Like there's normally places of me speaking or I'm at this event or that event and what I love about traveling. And so, so that for me is like, you know, something that is big in my world because that is part of my business and who I am and what I do. Obviously this year that has not been present. So I've not done it as much. I might occasionally put a post up going, God, I miss this, but it's certainly not been as often as it was 
in the past of kind of like, you know, I'm in this location, I'm speaking here, I'm doing this. So, but that is one of my categories. Another one of my categories is desk. Now that might sound really odd, but basically, you know, like a flat lay, do you know what I mean by flat lay? A flat lay is when things are laid out and you take the photo directly above. So they are flat on a desk or flat on a floor. And if again, go and have a look at my feed and you'll see some flat lay pictures. But basically it's like, here's a keyboard and a phone and a notebook and a whatever it might be. So those sorts of things I take photos of or I use stock images of so that I can kind of demonstrate, I guess, you know, a work life because my work life is sat at my desk most of my time on a screen. So it's not a very kind of attractive work life. So that's why I use flat lays to try and demonstrate that. And like I said, some of them I take myself. In fact, quite a lot of them I take myself and some of them I use stock images. But actually I'm just scrolling again back to my feed and lots of the ones I have are actually of my stuff. And I buy, <laughs> God, again, this is like, this is like seriously giving away all my weird secrets. I buy stationery so I can take pictures of it for a flat lay for my Instagram. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, I quite like it. I do like nice stationery. I, I know lots of people who like nice stationery. So that's another category as well. So that's kind of the categories I have. I don't know how many that was. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So it's about eleven categories by the time you've done like my three, uh, three ones of me. So, like I said, it's a mix of more of a personal side of me and also thinking, what do my lovely, amazing followers want to see? What do they like? What do they want to interact with? And like I said, sometimes the quotes, sometimes the book recommendations, sometimes the honest conversations that I have on Instagram. I think that's what they like to, to engage with. So that's how I do the content. You don't often see curated content, i.e. like here's an article I read in Social Media Examiner, or here is an in case you missed it post about the podcast, or here is a lead magnet. I don't often ever share a lead magnet on my Instagram feed. Again, I could be missing a real opportunity there. However, I haven't found a way to fit with the look that I like. And in some cases, I definitely need to get over that. In other cases, I'm still okay with it looking nice because Instagram is about looking nice. So those are my categories. And obviously, when I put a picture up of coffee, I don't talk about coffee. When I put a picture up of like a glass of wine, I don't just talk about wine. So I want to talk to you about captions and how I ensure that I am creating captions that really engage my audience. Most of the time, sometimes I'm tired and I just need to do a post, but most of the time I follow these rules. Okay. So I want you to first start off by knowing I was never always this good and I'm still not always this good actually, but to begin with, I was terrible. And I did a presentation a while back where I actually screenshot some of my first posts on Instagram. And if you want to scroll back down to the bottom of my Instagram, you will see that I had captions that were like, you know, great session this morning doing whatever it was. Lovely evening away with my husband. They were terrible. They were awful, awful captions. But now I follow these three questions every time I want to do a caption or most times I want to do a caption. Okay. So I want you to think about these three caption, three captions, three questions next time you're writing your caption. 
Question number one, would my perfect customer find this helpful, informative, or interesting? So the thing that you wrote or the thing that you're planning on writing, would your perfect customer find this helpful, informative, or interesting? Now, let's just go back to my example of lovely evening with my husband. Maybe if I'm being really kind or you're being very kind, you might find that interesting at a push, but it's certainly not helpful and it's certainly not informative. Question number two, are you giving them a reason to respond? Again, let's go back to my example. I gave you no reason to respond. I didn't ask you a question. I didn't encourage a conversation. I just literally went, fact, here we go. We're out having dinner and having a nice cocktail. There was definitely no, what's your favorite cocktail? Or what are you doing this evening? Or how do you celebrate a great week? Or there was no conversation. I was giving you no reason to respond. And then the last question, does it explain who I am or what I do? Okay. So again, did I in that post explain who I am? Well, I like going out for dinner. So I guess in one way at a stretch, you could say yes. Or what I do, absolutely no way does it explain that I help small business owners get better at marketing. So for me, like those three questions are a must in terms of at least two of those you must be saying yes to as you hit go on that caption. As you hit that publish button, you should be saying yes to at least two of these questions. Let me run through them again. Would my perfect customer find this helpful, informative, or interesting? Are you giving them a reason to respond? And does it explain who I am or what I do? So as long as you've got two yeses on that, then you're creating a caption that hopefully is going to engage your audience and give them something more than just like a statement or fact. So I'm just having um, a look at some of my last posts. So for instance, I put a post up of me at my microphone at my desk and it says, when we you, sorry, when are you in your zone of genius? This term was in a book I read. It means that you're doing something that completely lights you up and feels as easy as breathing. One of mine is when I'm on a coaching call for the academy. I never know what I'm going to be asked. And lots of people are in lots of different industries. I have to think on my feet, but I love it. Sharing ideas, strategies, advice on how to market their business is my zone of genius. And the fact that we have so much fun, we laugh a lot, by the way, when we do it, doing it is a massive bonus. So like that, I ask them about what their zone of genius is. And I talk about mine and I share my feelings on it. Again, I the next post is a um, is a book recommendation. So, and I'm laughing because I did it in the theme of like you know Beyonce, all the single ladies. I actually put all the business ladies, all the business ladies. I'm not going to sing it because that no one needs that. And then I put I've got a book recommendation for you. I've just finished this amazing book, and I obviously then talked about the book. Uh, the one before that, I put Hello Friday, what a week. Yesterday was a free training day. Love it so much. Blah 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 blah. So, and then I asked some questions. Actually, these posts, because it was Academy Clothes, were a little bit different in the sense of they were obviously aimed at getting people to have a look at the Academy. But normally it's like, I'm telling a story, I'm having a conversation. So again, do you goal set? You know, we're in the last quarter, da, 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 da. So if you're thinking about your audience and you're answering those captions, 
then I think that's going to be a really, really nice way to engage them. Okay, let me just recap. So I choose my categories based on the type of things that I want to post and the type of photos that I can get hold of, because like I said, I want nice photos. I also think about what my audience want to see. So by the time I've put all those three three things together, I then have a list of categories. And then I can, and a bit like when I was saying before on last week's that when you know your categories, you can start batching your content. Well, the good thing about this is like when I had the last photo shoot I had, it was literally right. I need shots like this. 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 So now I have a whole bank of images that I can use, which is great. Whereas if I go out for a coffee and it's a great location and, you know, it looks really good, I might take two or three photos. When I do quotes, I'll create them in Canva. But again, I might then say, you know, I'll ask Joanne, who works with me, can you, here's a load of quotes. Can you put them into the format that we're using for Instagram? So like I said, think about it from that way so that you can batch. And then when you're posting those images, think about the story you want to tell. Think about your caption. Think about how you can engage them and have a conversation with them. And a bit like, you know, with everything really, like if you can do it and consistently show up and that consistency is every other day or three times a week, then that's okay. It doesn't have to be every day. I'd rather you spend a little bit of time on this and only post three times a week. In fact, I should be telling myself that actually, rather than trying to post every single day and struggle, which I'm doing at the moment. Okay. So hopefully that's helped. Please go and have a look at my Instagram. Please go and see how this works out visually and you see it in in real practice. And yeah, I hope that's helped. Like I said, I was really keen on last week's episode in terms of giving you some real practical advice. And I wanted to make sure we covered off Instagram because I do do it so differently. And hopefully that has given you some thoughts and ideas and things to think about. Okay, I'm going to go. Next week, I'm pretty confident we've got an interview that I'm going to give you. (laughs) We have got an interview next week. I just need to decide who and what interview that is going to be. But we have got an interview next week. And I will let you know about this other thought I've had because actually I think it could be really beneficial to you. So anyway, have an amazing, amazing week. If you haven't done so already, and I know I'm right at the end of the podcast, so you might have been turned off by this point, but if you haven't done so already and you want to go give me a lovely five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, I would love you forever. Thank you so very much. Okay, guys, have a great week and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.